As we continue in a series of homilies from the book of Acts, we come to the 13th chapter, beginning at verse 13. Hear the word of the Lord. Then Paul and his companions set sail from Paphos and came to Perga and Pamphylia. John, however, left them and returned to Jerusalem. But they went on from Perga and came to Antioch of Pisidia, and on the Sabbath day they went to the synagogue and sat down. As Paul and Barnabas were going out, the people urged them to speak about these things again the next Sabbath. And when the meeting of the synagogue broke up, many Jews and devout converts to Judaism followed Paul, and they spoke to them and urged them to continue in the grace of God. The next Sabbath, almost the whole city gathered to hear the word of the Lord. When the Jews saw the crowds, they were filled with jealousy and blaspheming. They contradicted what was spoken by Paul. Then both Paul and Barnabas spoke out boldly, saying, It was necessary that the word of God should be spoken first to you. Since you reject it and judge yourselves to be unworthy of eternal life, we're now turning to the Gentiles. For so the Lord has commanded us, saying, I've set you to be a light to the Gentiles, so that you may bring salvation to the ends of the earth. When the Gentiles heard this, they were glad and praised the word of the Lord. And many who had been destined for eternal life became believers. Thus the word of the Lord spread throughout the region. But the Jews incited the devout women of high standing and the leading men of the city and stirred up persecution against Paul and Barnabas and drove them out of their region. So they shook the dust off from their feet in protest against them, and they went to Iconium. And the disciples were filled with joy and the Holy Spirit. The word of the Lord. We've gathered here, O God, to hear a word from you. We ask that you would be gracious to our seeking. May the same spirit who inspired Luke's writing of this text now inspire our hearing of it as well. In the name of Jesus, amen. You are here because you have a mission, even if your mission is to find your mission. It's enough that you care about mission. This text describing a scene and Paul and Barnabas' first missionary journey comes at the end of a hard era. The missionary journey did not start well. They went to Cyprus, which is where Barnabas was from, and we're told that they preached all over the island, but we're not told that many believers emerged. In fact, the only believer we're told about is a Gentile bureaucrat. Then they went to the shores of Asia Minor where John Mark decided to abandon them. And we know from Paul's letter to the churches in Galatia that it was at this time that Paul was very, very sick. Then they get to Antioch of Pisidia, and finally, finally, a little revival starts breaking out. Lots of converts begin to emerge. So many that the Jewish leaders became jealous and began to do whatever they could to throw Paul and Barnabas out of town. 
Paul and Barnabas, seeing the opposition that they were up against, shook the dust off their feet, Luke tells us, and moved on to Iconium, the next town. They just shook it off and kept going. Now this comes up often in Acts. I referred to this a couple of weeks ago, and many of you thought I was being cool. (laughs) Quoting Taylor Swift. No, never accuse me of cool. It's just here, I'm just, it's just, it's Luke I'm quoting. There comes a time to shake it off and keep moving. Thank you, Taylor. Luke may have some copyright issues with Taylor. I'll let them worry about that in eternity. You know, Paul and Barnabas were not strangers to conflict. Why did they walk away from this one? They'd had some conflict in Cyprus. They had conflict with John Mark. They had conflict in most of the towns that they went to. They had conflict with the leaders of the church in Jerusalem over the whole Gentile convert thing. They even had conflict with each other. But this time, they just walk away. They're not quitters, but they just decided to leave this alone. Leave Antioch of Pisidia and move on to keep moving. How do you know when it's time to just leave? It's a question you'll face in ministry all the time. When is it time to persevere through the conflicts, as Paul and Barnabas often did, and when is it time to just leave? It's a question we have in relationships. When is it time to struggle through a difficult time in a relationship? When is it time to say goodbye? When is it time to just shake it off and keep moving? You're not a quitter. You wouldn't be here, you wouldn't have made it this far if that was your style. So how do we discern when to stay in the midst of a conflict and when to move on? Well, Paul and Barnabas, I think, uh, had many reasons for deciding to leave Antioch of Pisidia. They only gave me eight minutes uh, for these sermons, so I I have a two-point sermon today on this. Imagine that, a two-point sermon. Next week, I'll give you the third point. Um, For one, they never confused their mission with their job. Keep the mission the mission and the job the job. Their mission was to proclaim the gospel of Jesus Christ. Along the way, Paul had lots of jobs. He had a job in Cyprus. He had a job in Antioch. He had a job in Iconium. He had lots of jobs in towns after that. He even had a job in jail but he never allowed the job to be the definition of the mission. If it come to a point where the job is making it hard to fulfill the mission, it may be time to shake it off and keep moving. Conversely, there were times when Paul left a town when they wanted him to stay, but he left because his mission called him to keep proclaiming the gospel of Jesus Christ. Critically important to keep this distinction before you at all times. You'll have times in ministry, whether it's in a nonprofit organization or the church or wherever you serve, or where you, things are going so well, but you know you're called to move on. You'll have times when things are going so badly, and you find that persevering actually will prevent you from fulfilling your true mission. 
You'll have many jobs in the course of your life. But your mission, your mission is that for which you were created to do, that for which you are gifted to do, that which you are passionate about, and you'll fulfill that mission to your dying day. Whenever somebody comes to me to say that they want to talk about discerning God's will, I know it's only a matter of time before I'm looking at a job description. This is a particular American phenomena to reduce the will of God to job descriptions. The will of God is to know God and to enjoy God forever. Along the way, you'll fulfill lots of different job descriptions. A second reason, they knew it was time to leave. They were never confused by thinking that it was their job to fight God's battles. God fights God's battles. Often we delude ourselves into thinking that because our cause is a righteous one, that God needs us to stay in a difficult place, a place of opposition. God doesn't need a lot of help. I think this is one of the cool things about being God. So let's never confuse who is God and who is the created one who has the joy of participating in God's service. Our calling, our mission, is to witness what Jesus is doing in the world. When we witness it, we throw ourselves into it. We, we put all of our time and our energy and our work into it, but never as more than a witness what only Jesus can do. Jesus is the only one who brings about his kingdom. That's true in your hard days, it's true in your successful days. That whenever there is victory in the work of ministry, whenever there is a breakthrough, whenever something fabulous happens, it's because Jesus Christ did it. And if it's a difficult time, it doesn't mean that Jesus needs you to be the martyr. We live by the belief that Jesus went to the cross. And in part that means you don't have to. We already have a savior. The job description has been filled. So if you are persecuted and thrown out of one town like Paul and Barnabas, you just move to the next town. They don't even seem to spend a lot of time licking their wounds here. In fact, the text ends by saying they're filled with joy in the Holy Spirit because there's still Iconium that they have to go to, where frankly things don't go that much better. And when it, it, then they just move to Lystra and then the next town and the next town because they have a mission that has taken over their life. When plan A doesn't work out, you just go to plan B. As Paul tells the people of Antioch of Pisidia, you know, even God had to move to plan B. God's original plan was for the Jews to be of the light to the Gentiles, and since they chose not to do that, then God was just taking the gospel directly to the Gentiles. If God has to go to plan B, you're going to have to do this also. Moses' plan A, remember, was to kill the Egyptian, and that didn't work out so well. And Joshua's plan A was to enter the promised land through the south. David's plan A was to be a shepherd. Peter's plan A was to keep Jesus from going to the cross. Paul's plan A was to keep preaching to the Jews, even after his conversion. As we get to the end of Acts, you're going to see he keeps going to synagogues, and he keeps getting kicked out, and then Gentiles get converted. And then he goes to the next town, he preaches in the synagogue, and he gets kicked out, and Gentiles get converted. He goes to the next town, he preaches in the synagogue, he gets kicked out, and then Gentiles get converted. 
It's really when we get to his prison epistles, he says, you know, I think I was an apostle to the Gentiles. Uh, <laughs> if plan A doesn't work, you just move to plan B. It's just the next job along the way of fulfilling your holy mission of glorifying and enjoying God. Now, some of you I know are up to X or Y or Z in your plans. That's, that's okay, too. You can go to double letters if you have to, but you, you have to get off the hook of getting it right with every decision. That's called hubris, and it's one of the deadlier sins. So they don't make a statue of you in Antioch of Pisidia. You shake it off because there's a holy mission for your life and you want to move on. In the name of the Father, Son, and Spirit.